0: Welcome to the Wood Podcast. This podcast is run and presented by Cochrane Co. At Cochrane Co., we create structure and profit for all types of flooring professionals in the UK and beyond. So, if you need to increase your marketing, better your financial position, hire more staff, get off the tools, open another shop, whatever it may be, please check our website at uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. You will find all of the information you need, and please enjoy the show. Thank you for coming on the show, Michael. Um, before we kick off, I would like to know, who is Michael from Air Valley Flooring. People
1: that don't know you. I'm a wood flooring specialist, contractor, um, supply, fit, restore, renovate, uh, wood flooring, all aspects of wood flooring. Trying to use, well, I do use, um, try to use quality suppliers, um, quality products, uh, products that I've used for a lot of years, suppliers that I've used for a lot of years. Because I know... I know those products. I know I don't get any, you know, there's no comebacks.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Sustainable products, uh, and in terms of finishing products, it's very um, ecological. And then we're also trying now to look at ways of ensuring that we recycle as much of our wastage as we can. Right,
0: that's interesting. Um, How long have you been doing flooring, and where did it start?
1: flooring i've probably been around about 18 years um, and okay. i kind of kind of fell into it in a way uh i was French. I'm, i am a french but i still do that french polishing um yeah. uh, and i used to um I used to get inquiries from uh, a company that were local to me at the time richard Hardwoods. Um, yeah. you know could i deal with a customer with a, a, a you know scratch or a blemish or a mark on the floor Go along and do those um and it kind of snowballed from there uh okay. going to the fence going to the fence side of it and, and worked worked alongside them kind of as, as a an approved fitter yeah
0: um,
1: and sort of and it's, it's sort of grown from there and developed from there really um okay and and obviously they they yeah. were they were, they, they were giving me leads and i'd go oh. out su- su- survey the jobs tell them what the client needed, and I'd, I'd price up for the labour cost of it, um, which worked well for me at the time.
0: Yeah. And it was an interesting that you said at the beginning, um, how are you... Because it's always been a challenge for me getting rid of rubbish responsibly, and that normally means putting it to go to landfill Um, is about as responsible as you can get. We used to have, like, a fire bin that guys used to come with... Uh, um, trailers to pick up for the log burner but then that's that 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 per, people didn't come so how are you currently getting rid of your rubbish responsibly that's one subject we've not touched on in the podcast
1: yeah, well uh, off cuts of course i would i have several people who um several people that i know that are always wanting wood for their wood burners yeah um although i appreciate burning wood uh, on them sort of fires is not always overly friendly
0: no, but it gets its
1: way of me. It's a way of me disposing it, disposing yeah. of it. And um, in terms of the, the the general waste, yeah, there's landfill, but I do try and separate out, you know, uh, things that cardboard from plastic and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So when it does go, it can go into, um, it can go into different areas, uh, and hopefully get recycled.
0: And, and do you find it is there any way of getting rid of the sawdust? I know you can buy these Amazon kits where you, you make up a paste and you make them into like briquettes, but I've, I've tried and it takes like ages to make one briquette. You can get machines for about eight grand. Have you got any way of getting rid of the sawdust sawdust? Uh, no, I
1: haven't. Oh. Uh, I haven't I haven't I haven't got that and I ain't got time to be making
0: briquettes. <laughs> oh, no, I, I thought it was a really good idea until you start making yeah. them and then it's yeah. uh, it takes like ten minutes of briquettes, and then you've got to dry them for about four weeks, and then yeah. and the smell of like damp socks. Yeah, it's not the not no. not the uh, not the easiest thing. And then again, I want to touch back on the uh, again we're, we're a non-biased podcast. So, what products um, do you know and trust that you you really get on with? What what you using right now on all your jobs? Let no, in- me finish him. My finishing referring products. Finish.
1: yeah finishing products yeah, yeah. My finishing products and um, i i use bonner yeah um when i first um when i first got into it doing it um i, I came across fred none of you know remember fred yeah. fred, waller. fred waller yeah
0: fred waller
1: yeah, yeah. um and he basically he sort, he, he gave me a bit of advice and help He were helpful and what have you i've always found the products okay i went on the course um, so i became a certified contractor for bonner yeah um and i've never had um i've never had a callbacks on their products i have i have some i have tested other people's products but i've never been overly convinced okay um particularly with with lacquers um i've used different oils i've used in it initially when i was working alongside british sha there, they were using a lot of osmo products yeah and uh, so i use osmo oil but um I do find the Bono hardwax oil is is a lot better than the uh the Osmo. Yeah. You know,
0: do you use the adhesives, DPMs on, on the fit jobs you've got or uh, that-
1: DPMs are tend to stick with a map eye range. Um okay. so they do um they do um the the moisture suppressant um and primers and then the uh they use the renovations creed or the latex right. trade plan yeah. um again the 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 um the the moisture suppressant is um vc1 rated right if, if i'm not mistaken um and it, it um it looks expensive but when you work out what you reckon they reckon you get out of a tin, it does go quite a long way yeah
0: I think I think that's been the only challenge with Bonner over the years, and I hope they don't mind me saying it if they listen to this podcast, but they never quite got a full grasp, as far as I could see, on a rapid DPM. All the bigger boys managed to crack a rapid DPM that you could fit on within about an hour. And the Bonner got some great adhesives, really, really strong and different price points adhesives, but they never... They brought different DPMs out, but they never did as far as i'm still aware my product knowledge is not as good as it was but um brought that rapid dpm out which was such a shame because you, you're possibly right that they, they have like a turnkey solution for everything but it was just that one product which then you had a problem with glues and sausages so yeah no idea yeah. uh, i use their adhesives i don't you know i've learned that
1: adhesives um are good yeah uh, so yeah um
0: so the flooring industry as a general um what do you think the biggest challenge that we're all facing at the moment, like this year, let's say, in your opinion? Um,
1: People, finding people, um, finding people that want to do, sort of do the work, you know, work hard. It's hard work at times. Yeah. Um, You know, it's hard work at times, but it's also, it's rewarding, you know, you you, you go to a job and end up. When you walk away two or three days later, end of the week, whatever it is, you can see a result. Yeah. You know, so you, you get a sense you should I get a sense of pride in what I do, um, take great care and and detailing what I do. Um, and it's just trying to find I mean I'm looking for somebody that's got that sort of mindset that's prepared to work hard, yeah. but will achieve can can see the results that they achieve.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's. I think that's everyone, no matter how big or small the, yeah. the business is, is people. Is is. I wouldn't say the problem is is the challenge, um, yeah. to grow or to scale or do anything to get life a little bit easier and not do everything yourself. Is getting the right people. Is is the biggest challenge. Doing the work is probably one of the easier easier bits if of the. It,
1: yeah, that's it. The work is. Although it's physically demanding at times, it is the easiest part, but from my point of view. Anyway, you know the yeah. paperwork. The paperwork is is a necessity, but you know it just bores me.
0: Yeah,
1: it raises. I'm I'm contemplating looking for something to do. Me admin.
0: Yeah. It's no, like I think I'm just concentrate on doing the work. It's definitely not the worst decision you would ever make. I think. Uh, no. It's 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 also someone that can replicate the work that's out on site, the with you admin can make, make yeah. you stand out as well. So, also,
1: also it's like I have sort of come to realise that, you know, every man, every man and woman to their job, you know, and and obviously I feel that my forte is doing the work. Yeah. Whereas somebody that can do the paperwork side of the administration paperwork side will do it a lot more efficiently than I will, take a lot I'm less sorry. time. Therefore yeah. that time that I'm not doing it, I could be
0: spending actually doing the work. That's right, that's right. And as prices go up in the industry, there's also a need to sort of pre-qualify customers. Where if you're gonna spend fifty-five minutes driving across Yorkshire to go and measure a job and it's not the right job, you know, there's there's put up to three hours there of time that you could be doing something of much more valuable. So there's Again, it takes time to take all the information yeah. down and quote it. So if you haven't got a team around you, that that there's only so many hours in the day that you can work. So it's, it's definitely it a time. Um, so after oh, 18 years, is there a job that you uh, stands out? And I know there's probably hundreds, but can you think of a job that really stands out that you're super proud of still now? I mean, it might be a recent one, but... You know, is what what's the best job you've done? Um, I thought about this one. Um,
1: on it, the early days, I did a job. Um, I don't know if you have you heard of Saltair? It's a World Heritage Site. Um, so no. Saltair just out, well, outskirts of Bradford Shipley. Yeah, um, it's a, a massive mill complex, and the houses were all built for the Mill workers by a bloke called Titus Salt. Um, I did a job. There's one of the halls there which gets used for a function functions. Um, and I did a job there. You know I got called in to subcontract to another company that were doing all the work within there. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and when I went to look at it, basically, it it had been it had been covered over with a vinyl, right? At the, the wood floor. And they were they were sort of in the process of getting that off, and obviously, under the under the vinyl, they plywooded it. When I, I didn't see it, when I got back to it, when I got back, they called me back to have another look because when they got the plywood up, they would screeded on top of the wood floor before oh, wow. putting the plywood down. So, so there's there's the screed, and obviously, with them pulling the plywood off, within the screed, there's loads of nails, yeah, pins that they plywooded fix the plywood down with um pitch pitch pine floor um and it one of them jobs um I can't remember what it was 60 70 square metres perhaps that you know I'd quoted for and it just one of those jobs it just obviously there's more to do than you first anticipate once you've seen once you've seen the the um whatever's covering it taken off.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and it, and it became apparent it just it just became a massive job um it wasn't a question of you know using using the sawdust and resin to fill the gaps we needed to glue slivers into it you know to to fill the gaps because some of the gaps were that big obviously getting the getting the cement off and the pins was a real real bind
0: yeah.
1: But once it would once it came to fruition and and, and completion a massive transformation yeah you know um it
0: was worth doing I was
1: back, yeah i was working back in that area a few months back popped in to have a look still looked in great condition um that one i'll have done i'd have done the bonner primer and then three coats of traffic on top of it because i yeah. knew it was a heavy heavy use environment um
0: but still looked great yeah yeah i think uh, a lot of people oh, used probably. to um use use the bonnet traffic um as that as and uh, use the name. They just I want I want traffic. You know, they they would always refer to it as just like bonnet well, obviously it's called bonner traffic. Yeah. It's called Bonner Traffic completely and they just it kind of spread like wildfire that's you know, that's they wouldn't want a, a two pack commercial hacker They wanted bonnet traffic. And i remember quite yeah. a lot of commercial jobs used to be like that um you know even 10 well they still are now possibly but certainly when i was doing floor sanding um it, people would know that brand and that would be the only brand they would know if they wanted a two-pack thing and you're right you know 15 years later they still looked look good
1: yeah 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 i've just i've, do, I've just done another one at burnsley hotel pub restaurant um hundred and forty square hundred and eighty square metres over four different function rooms. Yeah. Again, same place. Yep. But that was, that was an oak that was oak that was an oak floor which had been obviously not looked after badly. Badly maintained. So complete bottom it down and uh and but you know, one coat prime primer, three coats of traffic H D. Um it yep. looked amazing, you know, again, looked amazing. Um uh, but every job you know every job that I leave you know every job i leave i suppose from my point of view is
0: the best job i've just done because it's what i've just done absolutely yeah no it sounds a great one and and if you could give your sort of 18 years ago when you were just starting out doing the floor and i know you'd done the, the sort of uh antique restorations before that but when um what advice would you give to yourself if with what you know now um, if someone was just starting out and listening to the podcast, just starting out in the in the flooring industry, what advice would be the number one thing you would say?
1: Uh, customers, customer care, um, customer care. Yeah, it's just probably the biggest thing. You know, if you say you're going to be there at six o'clock, be there at six o'clock. If you're going to be late for whatever reason, might be traffic, you might have broken down. Give that yeah. client a call. Don't drop them a text. Give them a call, just explain. Say, look, I'll be late. Can I rearrange, or for another day or another time to suit you? Um, I always leave my clients, uh, you know, cleaning products on each on every job completed, um, and a maintenance guide, just so they know. Because you know, with the best will in the world, most people, once you've left, if you haven't left them the instructions or the products to use, they just. You know, I've had numerous customers. Can I use a spray? uh, Can I use a steam mop? (laughs) No, you can't. Well, I've just bought a steam mop. Sorry, just use it on your laminates or your not your laminates, your vinyls and your stone floors, whatever.
0: No, use it on your wood floor. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm so pleased you said that because uh, in our training centre here on the courses, um, which you're actually joining us in a in a few weeks' time, but we we literally focus so much time on client experience. So putting the price, putting the product, putting that to one side and just completely unconditionally focusing on client experience, then the price and the product in one way, I mean, the the product is um, critical, but the price that some people completely focus on before they even look at the client experience um, is where it's going because, you know, there's only so much you can buy on the internet and and other things and if if people aren't looking for that cheaper stuff they can they can possibly get access to something quick but if they're wanting human to human interaction they're going to buy from people and client experience from the minute you pick the phone up to any sort of, well any sort of interaction with your client it's critical that that's what you focus your time on um so i'm so pleased definitely, you've definitely said that it's 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 the biggest thing because
1: I mean, I didn't, I didn't set out working for myself to, to, to sort of be, you know, make as much money as quickly as I could, you know, and disappear, uh, which is what happens with a lot of people that operate like that. Uh, You know, my focus is, you know, if somebody is ringing me, they want work doing, I want to give them what they want as close to what they want as I possibly can do, you know, With, with, with using quality products, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, 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 what is a fair price to them, a fair price to me, you know, yeah. Um, and and if you get that sort of reputation, you build that reputation up, and the best thing you can get is word of mouth. People they tell their friends, Oh, yeah, uh, I got your number off so and so, you just did their floors, I got your number off so and so, they just did their floors. You know, that's the best sort of work you can get
0: because you're not going to pay for it. Absolutely. And then and the price is still second. So if they've come referral, then you've completely focused on client experience. The price, yes, things are going up and things are changing in the market, but people will continually buy from people. And, um, you know, we had an experience of the other day within one of our businesses and um, we priced a job and it came out at a, from a re- recommendation came out at 11,000 uh, pound and we followed it up like 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 we always say to to just sort of just check that they've got the quarter if they had any questions. Uh the price was seven that uh, sorry yeah the price was 11 and they said look we've got a seven to 8000 pound budget and for that they couldn't really get. You know, possibly like a good quality laminate really it was really bordering on a, a wooden floor, so we still went back out to discuss the options again, really focusing on what they wanted. And, you know, even though their budget seven to eight grand was unrealistic for what they wanted, um, yeah. we still went out, followed it up with the court, turned up on time, turned up smart, did all the, the bits that you know, we recommend. And then they still obviously weren't happy because we still still weren't at the seven or eight grand mark Um, sent the new court in four weeks goes past, we think they right, put it in the dead file. Um, we've done everything we can to acquire that as a customer guy rings up yesterday. Hi, it's so-and-so please proceed with the work at the 11,000 quid, you know, and it's, and it, there was no reason to drop the margin. Everyone's the price was very fair for what it was. It was a, it's a big ground floor of a house. It's quite a complicated job, but by simply just focusing on, you know, what they've asked for and standing your ground, people are still, Will invest big on the floor, but you just can't. You know, people could have gone in cheap. They could have found something that wasn't right. And yeah, it, it... I've, had, I've had it numerous
1: well, a few occasions that you know, like a client will come back to me and say, "Just can I just go through your quote?" I've had small quotes, blah 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 blah, and you know, and, and you explain to them, they'll you know whatever the question is, you explain that bit to them, you explain that bit to them, and and you know, and then it's it's turned out they'll come back and they'll say, "Well, yeah." You weren't the cheapest, you weren't the dearest, but you weren't the cheapest. But um but we'd like you to go ahead. And there's obviously a reason for that, that that where they want you to do it rather than uh, contractor one or contractor three. Contractor three, it might be down to, might be down to price, but there's something that you're giving them that, that they've picked up on, whether they just think you know he knows what he's talking about, he obviously understands what we want you know so if you if you concentrate on your customer what they want and you can deliver what they're looking for within their budget or to round about their budget a bit more a bit less even sometimes i've had people you know i think they're expecting to spend a bit more and you know your price comes in sometimes i've had it where they will say well we've had another quote but so and so so and so so, and i think the query and then that whether they're getting a um a lesser a lesser quality product and it, you know it's, that's just more samples i can show you more samples you yeah. know um and like i said the, the the products i use the suppliers i use have never had a problems with them um and so you know fairly I, I will be i will be loyal that way i'll stick to people that if they give me you know if i get a good service off them they'll give i'll give them you know just keeping them business
0: yeah yeah no definitely. Um, and then a little bit of a different turn to the podcast, but what is the biggest mistake you've made in business and that you would recommend no one ever do that moving forward? It can be a job or it can be just uh, something that you used to do that you don't do anymore.
1: Um, probably probably in the early days, um, just not backing myself enough. Yeah. Um, you know not sort of Whether well, it be a confidence thing not being confident enough to you know yes i can do that Brilliant. within your time frame within your budget or roundabout your budget whatever you know whether it be a big job small job whichever just having that probably having that confidence to you know your stuff you've done your training courses you know i i've been uh, you know I, I early on early on after doing the uh certified contractor course, you suddenly realised, you know, how important the subfloor is, the subfloor prep, how how key to it, you know, a successful outcome that can be. Um, and I took myself off down to uh, floor skills, um, did some training down there with Sid Bourne um, and Matt. And, and, you know, really sort of got to grips with that, understood that and therefore when you, and then I think and then the flip side of that is that when you go into a customer explaining look i'm going to have to do this to your floor before i can fit your wood floor, and i'm going to have yeah. to do this because and you can explain it fully to them and what the process is because yeah. there's you know on, on some jobs there's a significant price increase that they're not going to be aware of requires doing and if you can explain it to them fully and all that and give them give them the costs people they get the confidence in
0: you you know absolutely no it's brilliant brilliant bit of advice again client experience confident um you know and just straight straight talk straight talking but you know taking the right advice is,
1: it, it's, yeah, it's, I'm not, yeah i'm I not one to <laughs> yeah i'm not um i've never been one to um i've, I've, I've seen other tradesmen and um other <laughs> tradesmen Oh yeah, I can. You know, I can never walk into somebody's house and say, "Well, yeah, I can do you this amazing, fantastic job." That's just not me. Yeah. Uh, some people do it. Some people do it, and they get away with it. Then you'll see the work, and you think, "Well, actually, you know, I dress right." I've I've sort of probably one thing that I would. Um, back to your question, there is that I've always kind of gone in with an attitude that if I get the job, if I can do the work, they'll see. They'll see then what they're getting. But well, yeah. sometimes that's obviously if you don't get the job that client will never know what they could have had
0: exactly yeah
1: you see what i mean yeah yeah absolutely So i've never been i suppose i've never been great at selling
0: myself until i get to do the job yeah and that's that's how you do it yeah yeah uh, brilliant and so what is what is next for air valley flooring um well present
1: like i say i'm looking at Hopefully, for someday to take on um, to to assist. Not not because I not because I want to get off the tools, um, just to help with the workload. Yeah, and um, uh, and also, um, I don't know if you know, you know it's not it's not wood related particularly, but um, I'm going to look at getting into the Bonner resilient floor system right. refurbishment um, as well. Uh,
0: so that'd
1: be a bit more commercial
0: work. Okay. Um you need more bodies for that possibly. So you need
1: more yeah, you need more bodies for
0: that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah. Well, any flooring task I think is hard graft on your own about if you're doing screening, fitting. I don't think there's uh you know, apart from even though the paperwork is challenging, at least that's probably one of the only things you can do do. So anything out on the tools is is graft, you know, it's really yeah, anyway, which I don't, which I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh,
1: you know, and it, it, it's kind of, I've sort of come to appreciate that that's where, that's where I'm happiest, and that's where I'm best.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, sat side, side in front of the computer is just not where I'm happy, not where I'm best. No, no. You know, so you know, I look for somebody to help out with that side of it while I crack on with that side of it. But I need some help. I need some help on the tools.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Michael. It's uh, I really like You're some of your points because it's, uh, it, it's great seeing everyone's uh, point of view, but I think you've raised some really good ones where it just takes a bit of time out from the daily life. But client experience and um, confidence is, is literally all we focus on uh, here at the training centre. So it's uh, it's refreshing. Um for someone already to sort of integrated that over 18 years and then hopefully the newer generation that might listen to this podcast, so even the older generation that have forgotten. Um, yeah. You know, it, uh, it's awesome. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's, it's been great. you welcome, Tom. Thank you so much for listening to the Woodflower podcast. I've been Tom Cockrell, your host. If you'd like to find out more about what we do, please visit cockrellandco.co.uk. That's cockrellandco.co.uk. You'll also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button.